UC Wealth Management, we're proud to partner with individuals, families, and foundations, ensuring possibilities become achievements. From preserving and enhancing your assets to securing your legacy for future generations, we're focused on your success. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth. Since 1868, member FDIC. Were you in Indy, or had you already moved by the time the 2020 social justice riots happened here, uh, downtown Indianapolis? Uh, I had already left, but I, uh, I I did watch them on the TV, and it was quite fascinating. And actually, I, I think I came back the weekend that those were going on. I, I was driving up to Indiana. Well, cause it was like time <laughs> to go to Lake Wawasee and visit family, so I was driving through, and it was it was right around the time that they had passed that like nationwide like everyone get off the roads. So I was driving for like the last three hours driving up to Indiana. It was just me and I saw maybe three trucks. That is a strange experience. What man, do you mean like the, the no travel policy because of COVID? Yeah, no, 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 no. It was it was because of the riots. It was right when okay. they were having the riots in all the different cities. And so you had to have an excuse for being on the road. And, and yeah, man, like coming up through uh, basically from Kentucky on up to Indianapolis, I only passed one other truck. It was strange, man. I mean, it was like being in a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, I remember waking up uh, the morning after the first night. I didn't know what anything had happened. Immediately turned on the news and just looked like our city had blown up. I uh, and then uh, I get the news that my grandfather passed away um, by himself in the hospital because they wouldn't let my grandmother uh, be by, by his side <sighs> because of rick- ridiculous and nonsensical, non-scientific uh, COVID policy. So I called my yep. dad. Uh, you know, he had already let me know that grandpa died. And then I see the news, and he lives right downtown, um, in the middle of downtown, like in the heart of downtown. He has a residence with a business along with it. I go, Dad, is the place okay? And he had no idea what I was talking about. So he didn't hear anything either. So he goes down every one of the windows in his business, including to the lot including the window to the lobby that leads up to the residence, had been blown out. Wow. So he was getting ready to leave to go console my grandmother and start that process. And he was uh, held up for a couple of hours because he had to call uh, some people, uh, some friends to help him board up the place. And I'll never yeah. forget that day. And I'm still truly bitter about it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I maybe have like a biased opinion of here uh, of what exactly happened, where Joe Hogsett was, what more could have been done to stop what happened that first night. And I can't believe it was actually allowed to happen a second night, two nights yes. in a row. I, I can't believe it. And I still have bitterness there i have i've i've questions and so the indie star so the main question i have is is what resources did the police have at their disposal that they did not use or weren't allowed to use because of the powers that be uh, that that question why was the second night of riots allowed to happen and then where was boss hogsett the mayor the first night of the riots we got a tweet at like 1 30 in the morning and that was it nobody heard from him i don't know whether he had the press conference the next day or the day after but there are rumors that he was incapacitated there were rumors that he has a, a problem with uh substance abuse i don't know those to be true but i just want to know who was in charge if it wasn't the mayor 
That's the only question I have. I, I don't care if he maybe you know maybe he was at a sick relative's bedside. I have no idea, and I really don't care what the excuse was. I just want to know who was uh, pulling the strings that night. And finally, somebody has asked Joe Hogsett where he was the night of the riots. The Indy Star did a Q&A with uh, Hogsett and Jefferson Sharif, his Republican opponent. So I'll go ahead and read you uh, the question here. <laughs> this question, the okay. way it's worded, is really, it's, it'll make your eyes roll. Many people have asked where you were during 2020 racial justice protests. Uh, well, no, they were social, they were racial justice riots. Right? <laughs> they were they, they were they were violent in nature. So the question is yeah. already kind of lame. It's a line of questioning that comes up a lot, especially from Republican voters and politicos, implying that you weren't there. Why you? Th- why do you think this is something that people keep bringing up? Well, that reporter is a weenie. The way he phrased that question, he is so scared. Really, just ask a straightforward question. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry, I so, didn't mean to interrupt. No, but that's okay. So, so you'll this, you'll love the answer even better. So here's the answer. Look, I know that there have been questions that have come up, but I can assure you that on the entire weekend, and I can give you the hook, line, and sinker of press conferences that I held throughout the course of that weekend trying to address the unfortunate circumstances that -hmm. occurred in Indianapolis on Friday and Saturday that was fortunately resolved by Sunday. I loved how Mm -hmm. he put it there. They were the riots that destroyed businesses and people died, and they were unfortunate circumstances. (laughs) He goes on to say, suffice it to say that people may not be aware of what I was doing. I think for many, it's understandable to find what occurred in Indianapolis and across the country difficult to explain. That's exactly why I asked for an independent review of the city's actions just weeks after the civil unrest. And wow, that was you your know, answer. <laughs> that was a long walk to say I was drunk. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, holy that, God it, almighty, was that, I mean, a, a total non-answer. That was one of the best non-answers I've ever heard in my life. But, you know, it also just goes to show how stupid our politicians are, man, because if he had a legitimate reason to to be missing in action, we would have been told what that was the weekend after or the uh, the week after the rights. We would have known right away. And there again, you know, he kind of dodges around it. That to me just says uh, it was embarrassing circumstances. I don't want people to know. And I'm trying to dodge it. And, you know, you might as well just admit it at this point, because, you know, at this point, speculation is probably worse than the reality. He's got an election to win, so he's not going to put yeah. himself in a position to make himself look bad. But he, I think that answer just was totally lame. It was a total non-answer. I think we all know the truth. We've we've heard the rumors from people that are high up, that are in the know. I don't care where he was. Again, I hope if there was some sort of you know problem, an addiction, I hope he gets the help that he needs. I just want to know who was in charge that night. Yeah, and, and and I can give you the, the that line about giving me the hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, of the press a, conferences that I held throughout the course of the weekend. I isn't hook, line, and sinker a phrase you use when you're lying or scamming <laughs> yes. people? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was <laughs> drinking during the interview. <laughs> Jeez.